Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Already know. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji, watch him slide. I, I, I can't keep it PG all the time. I don't like sugar coating. Yo, like yo, yo, mind. yo, yo. What's my, my good? What's happening? We back. Brand new episode of Threes from the Ring podcast. Episode 96 or 95? I think we're on 96. This episode 96. So, this your boy Chris J. Glad to be back. Glad to be able to just bless you guys with off-season basketball talk to you because we got a lot of shit to talk about a lot but got go ahead and let my co-host introduce himself yo living life yeah so we here uh also if you are been following this podcast for as long as you have and been a loyal listener or this your first time listening we have merch, my niggas. We have merch. You tweaking media merch is out. Hit up Teespring. Uh, just type in you tweaking media, and it will pop up. If you need a direct link, it's on the Twitter page. It, on our Twitter page, Threes from the Ring, or just f- hit up the Facebook page on you tweaking media as well, and also the Instagram page. The link will take you there. So we appreciate all the support. Shout out to those that already. A cop the t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, or whatever. We have it all, G. If you want something for your dog, we have it for your dog, my nigga. Let let the people know that you you rock with you tweaking media, G. Because we we out here, we is out here, G. Dead ass. But much love. Make sure you do support the uh, the brand, cause a we all need money out here. And until we get some legit ads and promoters and stuff, we need money and. Buying merch is the best way. Plus, about to ent- and plus, if you don't have a goddamn face mask, buy a face mask from us. It'd be greatly appreciated. We're in a damn pandemic. Never forget that shit. But we got a lot to talk about, G. So much to talk about. Uh, NBA offseason has officially has started as of today uh, because teams can now start officially trying to finalize trades and of the sort. Uh, free agency technically starts at the end of this week. The NBA draft is also this week as well. We're recording on Monday, so just so you people know. So uh, when we talk about some of this stuff, you understand what day it has happened. But um, it's booming. Business is booming. Uh, also, the league, they just knocked this out first. The league has officially, uh, it's pretty much officially that we're getting a Christmas start. Um, we're starting to get dates and stuff as well. So, and it's officially going to be no All-Star game at all. Like, they're going to have an All-Star break, but it will not be an All-Star game. So, that will be interesting in itself on where that goes and how things happen in regards to that. But, um, I'm really am excited for this offseason because we already got a lot of negativity and positivity to talk about. But let's go ahead and let's just start off with the first official trades. Uh, let's go with the Lakers. Uh, they have will be trading for Dennis Schroeder, uh, formerly of the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder. And they the Lakers are pretty much trading their first-round pick 
and uh, Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder. And if you was to sit there and tell me that, A, that there was a possibility that the Lakers could get Dennis Schroeder, and I didn't even, I think both of us didn't even think of him as a possibility for the Lakers. Nope. I, I've been like, hmm, that's actually goddamn smart. Because I think we all threw Derrick Rose's name out there and a few other names as well. But among people who's very affordable, Dennis Schroeder fits what they need. And I like that trade a lot. A lot, a lot. So uh, those are my initial thoughts. And plus, we knew Danny Green was going to be turned to something. And he was turned into Derrick Rose. I mean, uh, into uh, Dennis Schroeder. And then, like, they needed that first-round pick anyway because they're still grooming the primary rook they still grooming uh Horton Tucker who I believe they have they believe a lot in and I heard that they it's a, one of the other youngins they got I don't know which one it is uh I forgot dude's name and they still got Giannis brother so you could still groom them niggas as you, if you want to try to you have a future cuz why waste a draft pick on somebody who's probably not going to play so I like this deal for the Lakers. OKC continues to stock stock up on picks, and we'll talk about that shortly. But before I go too far, uh, you go ahead and tell me your thoughts on the trade. Yeah, I think it's a, a really good trade uh, for both teams. For Lakers, it helped them out when it comes to, like, they depth, especially going to be off the bench. He was, I think he was a six-man-year contender, but Dennis Schroeder always a six-man-year contender. Extremely consistent off the bench, you know what I'm saying? Leading um, leading score off the bench this season. I think he had he was close to 19, 19, 4 and 4. I think it was his stats. Yeah, he he, is, he put in work, man. Hopefully he can help replace Rondo. Um because seeming like Rondo not gonna be there when the season starts, it looks like. They're preparing for the run of us so he could take one of those spots. Probably wouldn't be as good as on defense, but having Avery Bradley back is kind of like without like Rondo without the playmaking, so to speak. So and better shooter. So it should be good. Not really worried about, you know, Rondo leaving, but getting more scoring, which will definitely help. Cause uh I know their defense won them a championship this year. Well some of the teams that's looking like it's forming. You don't need much more of that defense now. Hey, hey, look, we don't give a fuck about these Amber work lurks, G. You got an Amber look? I did. You about to get one shortly. Watch, it's about to hit you up. (laughs) It's gonna hit you. Oh, Oh, there you go. But um, yeah, I love the trade. Yeah, it's a really good really pickup. Large. Really great trade. Um but yeah, I like I really like it. It solidifies you have you, you solidify your third option score and it's the type of point guard that you want to have with LeBron. He can play make, but you kinda want him to score. That's that's where you really want him to do is score. Especially when the offense and we've seen it in the playoffs when Moments where LeBron and AD just get, I call it, play lazy ball and just be, or the, the team's just smarting up. You just want somebody to sit there and say, get me a bucket. Yeah. And 
Dennis Schroeder is that. He's a get me a bucket ass guy. And excuse me. And literally that's what you need. Especially when once again I think LeBron's gonna take as much rest as he can. So he's gonna probably take a decent amount of ball handling duties off LeBron. And also LeBron is definitely gonna to try to get some rest. You don't have to play LeBron as heavy minutes as well. So it's a lot of good that will come out of this. And also, Dennis Schroeder, if it works out, because he's in the last year of his contract, if it works out, hey, bro, here's X, Y, and Z about the money. Come stay in L.A. You have a future here. We can keep you around. You can be our our Lou Will type guy or our, um, or at the very worst, our starting point guard type guy. So if it works out, it could work out. But this is a very huge addition. Very huge addition for the Lakers. Um, and even for the uh, OKC, it, even if they don't want to keep Danny Green, even though I think he's in last year's contract anyway, uh, you could buy him out. Even though we gave, we the whole world gave Danny Green flack off playoffs. It's going to be a team that's going to sit there and be like, hey, that's a veteran with championship experience. He just got cold yeah. at absolutely the worst possible time. So, but yeah, so uh, shout out to the Lakers. Um, it is KCP did opted out his deal. He's looking for money. But the Lakers somehow have his bird rights because he's been there long enough. So they could exceed the salary cap if they really want to keep him. But uh, I I would say they keep him, especially because Avery Bradley said he might decline. He's considering, he's weighing the options of declining his option. So they don't know what Avery Bradley wants to do. But if Avery Bradley decides to decline, I feel like I would try to keep KCP. I will keep him regardless. That's me personally. But... If the cheaper option is keep Avery Bradley, then so be it. But I think KCP really showed his worth all playoffs. And I don't think yeah, they honestly here. win the championship without Avery Bradley. I mean, uh, KCP. I don't think it's possible. I think you need KCP. You don't got that many wing defenders. KCP probably one of the best, but damn, he was something. In terms of like non all star superstar level, like he, in terms of playing his role, he was literally one of the best wing defenders, one of the best three and D guys. And I think he put himself in there in terms of role players who can be solid three and D guys. He put himself in that conversation. Yeah. It it just be hilarious as hell to see if somebody does offer him like fifteen twenty million dollars. Hmm. Somebody's gonna be something, do something stupid to do that. Hey, Khalil Mack, man, let's go, G. Thank shout out to Khalil Mack. But uh, watching the Bears as of right now, I'm in the excitement phase. But uh, but yeah, so but yeah, so the Lakers is in an interesting position, they're retooling. Uh, it is also rumored that they're in the Sergi Baca sweepstakes as well. And, and Sir, Wesley Matthews. And who? Wesley Matthews. Oh, and Wesley Matthews as well. 
So those are two solid guys who you can either immediately throw in the starting lineup to replace up Avery Bradley, uh, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Because I think I think JaVale is done in LA. I think he he served his purpose. He and all of that. He's gonna go somewhere else to probably be in a better situation. Dwight probably earned himself some money as well somewhere. But if he wants to stay, I'm sure he'll want to stay if the price is right. But you you're looking to at least sit there and be like, how can we still remain one of the best defensive teams in the league, but improve offensively? And I think you, if you get a Serge Ibaka, who I think shot a little over 35% from three, which is really good for a stretch big, while still being able to be, be a respectable defender on pick and rolls and on the paint as well, it's a lot of W's in there. Lots of W's. So, Lakers in a really good situation. Um, anything you want to add? I agree with you. Uh, it'd be good if you get Wesley Matthews, especially if you end up losing KCP. Be really good. Uh, but Lakers in a fantastic situation. They're doing a, they're trying to build a perfect uh back to back team. So let's see if they can do it. Yeah, like it'd be really good. And also, hey, it'd be nice on LeBron resume to have two back to backs. It look really nice on his uh, resume. Uh, what's next? Oh yeah, so let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about the next trade that happened, and that is Chris Paul to the Suns. And I think it was after we recorded yesterday. When I mean last week, when we got the word that the Suns are interested in Chris Paul, or was it last week when we recorded? That was after last week. It was after. It was after, the, it was after we recorded. Okay. So yeah, so last so like after we recorded last week, it was rumored that the Suns are heavily interested in Chris Paul. I was honestly shocked, but I also like it because it's showing that the Suns are all in about like a we can legit let's be a playoff team. And I like seeing the fact that they also know you're in full on Impress Devin Booker or lose Devin Booker mode as well. And this is the type of move to sit there and say, hey, we know what we have here. We already maxed this nigga out, but he's also probably, I think, in year two or three of his contract. So he probably got two or three more years left in the deal. You are in a position where it's like we have to maximize his youth while we still own it. And making sure that we can appease him to be like, hey, we may not be able to sign star level players, but we can at least trade for him. We can make moves possible. And getting Chris Paul is that. It definitely puts him in playoff positioning. I know some people saying they traded too much, but like, yeah, it sucks you lose Kelly Oubre, who I believe has immense potential. Uh, but at the same time, Chris Paul is somebody who can help develop your two, two, your two cornerstone franchise pieces, which is DeAndre Aiden and Chris Paul. I mean, and Devin Booker. I mean, like he's he's going to help them be better leaders on and off court, which is going to be really good to see. And I think Phoenix. This really makes Phoenix a a, a poss- legit more than likely going to get in the playoffs now. Uh. 
but it puts them in that position to definitely be in that eighth, seventh seed fight in the West. Yeah, I um, I like it. I was thinking I agree with everything you saying. It helps out the the Phoenix Suns a lot. Giving up Kelly Oubre, I understand he could be uh, uh, yeah, his upside is high, but to me it's kind of like a Kuzma thing. His upside is high. I uh, he could be a great player, but until I see it, if you find somebody who can take your team to the next level now, you trade them and eat that later. But, you know, they in a situation in which, damn, yeah, we might lose Devin Booker. But, nigga, look at that division. That ain't no regular division, bro. Yeah, I think they, they, they share that division with the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. And somebody else, ain't it? Is it Portland? No, I don't think they in there with Portland. Hold on. Let me. Where's the damn NBA app? I haven't went onto this app in ages. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Download. There's a new app. Why the fuck is there a new whole new app? Okay, hold on, Zach. Well, we'll talk about James Harden soon. Fuck. Um, I didn't know there was a whole new NBA app. That's kind of head ass. I didn't even know this. But uh, let me find this damn. The standing stuff. Pacific. Warriors, Clippers, Jesus Christ. Lakers and Phoenix and the Kings. <laughs> That's a competitive ass division, G. That's the a Kings. Cool. You might as well not even make any type of big moves. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think. That's what I mean. They in the division, and what you would say, you think four teams in that division is making it to the playoffs? It can. I seen those years where four teams, like in the Central Division in the East, made the playoffs. That's and the East. You think four yeah. teams in the same division in the West is making the playoffs? It's very That's much four possible. Spots already took him. Is look, man, I'm West. saying, okay. and you're not counting Portland. You're not counting Nuggets. You're not counting. Um, Okay. The Jazz, Let's put it this not count, like. Okay. Denver's getting in. Yep. That's let's look. Okay. I'm look. Let's look at each division. The Nuggets. North. The Nuggets division is Northwest. They got the Nuggets. Timberwolves. No. OKC just conceded defeat. Portland. I'm. I don't know if healthy. Yes. I don't know. Utah. We'll see. P- the Pacific division. We already talked about the Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Suns. Southwest Division, Mavericks, Rockets, to be, we would talk about that shortly. Grizzlies, no. Pelicans, we will see. Spurs, we will see. Spurs, That's like, probably not. They probably won't have the mind to end this. It, it, like, literally. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're going to be. The battle for the seventh, eighth seed in the West is going to be just, just going to be nasty. Just how it was this past season. So. Like, because I'm, it's going to be one spot because the Warriors is already taking the spot that the Thunder conceded. That's automatic. So, and then we don't know what's going to happen with the Rockets. I expect the Mavericks to be better. If anything, they're probably going to win that win this division next year. So, they're, that's, they're top four automatically. 
the Blazers is a question mark to me. And the Jazz will probably be in that 7th, 8th seed discussion. Like, that playing tournament going to be lit. <laughs> yeah. That playing yeah, tournament going to be lit. possibility. I know we're probably jumping the gun on seeing playoffs, but who knows? I think he – but I do think he's the biggest star out of those two. You know, with the he's the better player, except for probably if you add Damian Lillard out of those teams that'll be fighting for that AC seven seed type situation. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best. I can't really think of anybody else. Better than Zion. Um Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. Um Yeah. He's better than DeMar and uh and Lamarcus. Um Yeah, like like it's gonna be that seven AFC battle is gonna be fun as hell to see in the West. Like that's gonna be actually fun. But I'm gonna give yeah. Phoenix a legit shot because I actually like the team. Like I know it's just a bubble, but they perform. They went eight and zero, even though they traded a good portion of them niggas. They still showed a lot of heart, and Devin Booker showed a lot of heart. Don't forget he gained he gained both PG yeah. and Kawhi in the exact same play. They both got that work. So, Devin Booker, I think, is ready for his moment. And I'm excited to see. I think the biggest question for Phoenix is do is how – I won't say it's the question, but the thing that's really going to solidify if they make the playoffs is if um, is if DeAndre Aiden takes the next the next step. Yeah, because if this AD in the same conference, hey, and this is the thing, the Lakers kind of made it mandatory. You need a center again. You need a center, and it's not just any center. You just you need a good center. And well, not even just the Lakers, but like to go against some of the the, two of the top teams. The Western Conference Finals was yeah, and Jokic too. Like, you, you need a big to, uh, if you're going to expect to be competitive in the West. So, we're going to see some interesting moves. Like, like it, it really puts a huge question on, like, somebody's going to give Andre Drummond some money that we might not expect. So, it's something to keep in mind. <laughs> like, the West is going, like, the bottom part of the West is going to be a battlefield, but... If DeAndre Aiden can take that step, because he would, I in college that nigga was dominant, and he has, and people compared him to be the next David Robinson. I ain't gonna sit there and say he's gonna be that, but he does need to take that next step to be very like to sit there and be like he has to be. I'm not gonna sit there and say he has to be better than Devin Booker, but he has to be a lot better, and shows to be dominant and consistently good. If not, they're going to be fighting for the eighth seed. It's going to be the difference between whether they fight for the eighth or seventh seed or holding on to it, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So, But, yeah, and also, like, I'm not really concerned who they put up with them because if it's one thing about Chris Paul, you, we just saw him do – put him up with anybody, he'll make it work. 
put him with anybody and he'll make it work. So it's going to be really good to see him with a, a young young pieces like this who I think are legit hungry and ready for the moment. So it's going to be really fun to see what happens with uh, with the Suns. Now, uh, the main event. And everything about it is funny. How it, it escalated since we recorded last week because we, it was brought up. But it escalated fast. Uh, the Rockets looking like they're going to really explode. Legit explode. And it, like, I'm, I already have an image in mind on what I'm probably going to make the cover f- photo. I just hope it doesn't offend nobody. But the rocket is legit done. Is <laughs> about to explode and turn, exiting the, uh, the atmosphere of Earth or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But um, James Harden looks like he wants out. Rushbrook wants out. They don't trust this org. They don't trust the front office. They're not happy that they didn't get the man they wanted, which was Ty Lue. James Harden has ignored the phone calls of Stephen Silas. You're ignoring a black man who's trying to talk to you. The man was on first take saying, "Hey, I want to coach James Harden in Westbrook," and now it's looking like he's about he's on the verge of coaching Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie. Or Tobias Harris and Al Horford. And then it doesn't help that there was a, a great article by The Athletic. Uh, where literally they broke down all the problems going on in Houston. Pun intended. And literally it was nasty in there. Eric Gordon was didn't like his role. P.J. Tucker was pissed off that he ain't get extended and they kept him on a non-guaranteed contract while starting and guarding centers. Ridiculous. Wow, That's wild. Uh, who else was upset? Uh, Daniel House, who brought the holes to the, uh, the bubble. I really pray for that man's marriage. I don't know what's going on with that. I hope he's okay. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> like I just thought of, I'm like I feel bad for Mans, but it was mentioned he didn't like how his role in the offense was, and it was just, it was other stuff like how when Dan, the fact that Dan Tony was ignoring players screaming for adjustments, preferably in the the notable 21 straight missed threes in the game seven. Where literally the player said, maybe we do something different. And Dan Tony said, no. But I'm going to kind of put that also on the players. Because y'all still shot the threes. Yeah. You still yeah, shot yeah. the threes. Uh, Dan Tony was checked out mentally, it seemed like. And that they were going to John uh, John Lucas uh, in hopes of like, hey, bro, can you make some changes here? So it was just funny how they, the, it's the classic. They, they seem like the Rocks was trying to tie Lou D'Antoni out the picture. Yeah. It seemed like. By using John Lucas, but it seemed like D'Antoni was like, I'm going to finish this thing out to the very end. And I respect it. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was. it's just a really messy situation. Read the, If you want to go and read more in depth, check out the, uh, the article on The Athletic. 
but it was nasty. Uh, Houston has plenty of problems, uh, even though, despite that there's a front office change. Daryl Morey's not there. D'Antoni's gone. It seems like it's not enough to keep Westbrook and Harden. And it's to the point where we're at a point as of today, James Harden is really pushing a trade to Brooklyn. Westbrook also wants out, but he just wants to go somewhere where he can ball hog, it sounds like, because he said he wants to be a floor general. So either A, this is the three scenario, four scenarios we're going to see with the Rockets this upcoming season. Because literally the season starts in literally a month and a week from now. A, both James Harden and Russell Westbrook are both still Rockets by Christmas. B, James Harden is in a Brooklyn Nets or 76ers jersey. C, Westbrook is in, in somebody else's uniform. D, both they ass gone somewhere else. Mm. We don't know. We really do not know. But the easy, who's the easiest to trade? Westbrook. That contract is horrible. His contract is worth more Westbrook. than Harden's. There's no value for Harden. Harden There's trade. plenty. What are you talking about? There ain't no value for Harden. <laughs> no value. I mean, like, you can't get shit back for him. Bro, they can't. And it's not, it's not in the sense that Harden is a, not a great player. I say you can't get shit back because there's nothing you can get that, that's worth it. Oh, okay. You're, you're just saying. Just, in terms like of, how, just like how it is for Greek Freak. There's few players in this league that you will never get anything back that's worth it. You will never be able to fill that hole. There's Harden, there's Greek Freak, there's Anthony Davis, there is LeBron, Steph Curry, KD, LeBron. That's it. Nah, Bron ain't. Yeah, okay, Bron. Bron yeah, I'm like, you still got to put Bron in the conversation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bron yeah. is still there. And Bron has a track record of showing, like, when I'm gone, shit ain't the same. Um, but like there's nothing you can get back and i probably said the the shit wrong with saying there's no value but i mean to say there's no value out there mm-hmm. that we that you can legitimately see and say man i'm 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 getting james harden i'm getting all this back from james harden Karis lavert and and um what's that nigga name Karis lavert and jared allen not it and then that's a stupid ass trade on Brooklyn behalf. You give a cast of Jared Allen and a whole bunch of your young players for just James Harden. Now I understand you got DeAndre Jordan and all that type of stuff. That ain't gonna win you a chip, bro. Having a bit like I think it is dumb. I understand that some people in the player aspect you think, all right, it's three great top twenty, top fifteen players on the team with each other, right? We could do it. I guess you would think that on a player side, but on a on a on a just look at it as if a lot of people thinking the the big three era was extremely successful when it came to it. There's only what two big threes that actually won back to back chips. The Warriors and the Miami Heat. It that's it. And the reason why those and the reason why those two teams specifically worked, they played defense. On top of being was, juggernaut offensively. 
And then you had KD without uh, uh, a really career altering injury with two players that the two of the best shooters in the league that's out of their, I mean, that's in smack deep in their prime along with KD. Nobody was beating that. Yep. For the for the, the Heat, you have Braun in a conference where there was nobody. He was the best player in the league, and then you was picking niggas from the West, and then you'll go to the people in the East. Pick about six niggas from the West, and then you talk about the East, right? Mm-hmm. Then, now you're going against, you're going against that Braun, a D-Wade who could focus more on defense, stepping back, you know, playmaking with Braun out on the court. A Chris Bosh who is a all-star and a number one option on another team, being able to be the third option and do every little thing that wins them a championship on the defensive side, being a defensive anchor, being able to be understand against all those other centers and still being able to defend and things of that nature. And expanded his game on top of it to benefit the team. What'd you say? And expanded his game to also benefit the Yeah, it became a a legit stretch four. Five, shit. Five, yeah, because he had to play center a lot, right? But he became a stretch five, right? Who do, like that's not the same for everybody, bro. Yep. Because when you look at those teams, the others, when you look at the others on both those teams, the Heat, the others were good, def- good to great defenders or people who whose sole purpose was, I need you to make threes, <laughs> make the open shot, or make a smart shot, and play defense. Plain and simple. Ray Mario Chalmers. Ray Allen coming off your bench, an extremely smart player. Exactly. Extremely smart. Smart veteran. Who and then the funny thing is, you always have Brad, you always have either, uh, Le- you definitely have LeBron always on the court because LeBron, Brian, outrageous minutes. Yeah. But you have Wade and Brian out on there if you take like a five minute rest or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not for it. Like, this is not – KD coming off an injury, an injury that I still believe KD is going to be great. And I'm going to say something on that end after this, right? But he's coming off an injury when there's a chance that he won't be the same, right? Because mm-hmm. that's just that type of energy. Yep. Kyrie's injury – we can say it now. Kyrie injury prone. It's hell. And KD's still injury prone. Yeah, yeah. His folks' foot do be acting up. But Ky- I think Kyrie a little bit worse. I, I yeah, can K- still, yeah, you know, Kyrie KD, gets KD came out on a bum Achilles and killed them niggas, bro. Never forget that. Yeah. So, but yeah, like the question, and, and we're in a pandemic. This is another thing. Some players is trying to make money. Not everybody's trying to take vet minimums. The just sit there, the go to Brooklyn, and this is like I said, we're just saying what if here. With the Brooklyn thing. Vet minimum, I don't think there's a, a vet minimum that can pay all of that. Exactly. Like, literally, you're vet minimum the whole team to the point where literally. And the question is, I don't think it's enough defender-type players in free agency who's going to sit there and be like, I'm about to take the vet minimum to play in Brooklyn to watch Harden KD and Kyrie dribble until they say shit. They pack the paint, pass the ball. Or not even just pack the paint, but still. Because literally. I still think, 
Offensively, they'd be crazy, right? That's just yeah, yeah. that's just the way it is. Just because you got two people, you have to guarantee double team when they hot, right? Not three. I still think Kyrie is way more guardable than them two niggas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyrie not being the first option probably help his game out even further more. So that being the first option again, um, still think it work out. I think you trading out Karis LeVert will be the dumbest thing in that franchise history right now. Yeah. You trade off a person who has a crazy upside. Crazy potential. To move him around two champions. And, and one of them being KD. Mm-hmm. And he's, he will be, he's okay probably being the third option with them. And yeah, but if something fails, let's say this is Kyrie extremely injury problem with KD Ball. You can trade Kyrie. You have an amazing second option if you're able to develop him around two champions and all-stars in Karis LeVert, who can defend and, 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 and play. We yep. saw it in the bubble games. Yeah. Like, he did it. He literally, like, some of them Brooklyn Nets games, they were getting thumped, but he was looking good. He kept them somewhat competitive. Yeah. Like, literally. So, so it's like, to me, I will. It's just, it's like, and, and, and like, it's also, I also heard that Kyrie isn't truly for James Harden joining them. So, even Kyrie knows so one of us got to play defense. But also, he knows he's probably the odd man out in terms of who the hell's going to get all the field goal attempts. He's the odd man out. It definitely ain't going to be KD. A bad Achilles or not. Exactly. Like, who's the one that's going to sit there and have to be the set suit, the set shooter? Who's who's going to be that? Like I said, it's damn sure not about to be KD off a of bad Achilles or not. James Harden, <laughs> come on now, the, arguably the best scorer in the league. That's just stupid if you put him as the third option. I don't care what the fuck his playoff record is. Exactly. That's just foolish. So it's like, if you're Brooklyn, don't fall for the jig. Don't. Get Drew Holiday. Get Drew Holiday. Keep it safe and get... Drew Holiday, bro. I don't think you need to get anybody just yet. 2021 is where you look at what this free agency shit is at. No, I'm talking about in terms for them because if, you, if you're going to make a, a big trade, I mean. If I'm an NBA team right now, this is just the Lakers championship to back-to-back. You're in the East in which there's a good chance that Miami is about to get a trade just because of what those assets did in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hill, you can build around. Duncan Robinson, you can match with somebody. Bam Lodge the Bayo, you can match with somebody and be a title contender. So, I'm keeping it real right now. You're looking at a Miami Heat team who will probably either get Joella B, become the next title contenders, get Griefree, become the next champion, or get Bradley Bill and become another force in the freaking East. Those three options, bro. Yep. You're looking at Griefree. You got to see where he's going to go. You're looking at a chance that fucking 
something can happen with Joel and B. He, they can get somebody that they want. There's a possibility. Shit, if I'm if I'm fucking like um, what's that team called? The Clippers. I'll take Ben Simmons for fucking Paul George and see how that work out and things of that nature and see what you can do. Joel and B can now focus on being in a a, a paint. Got darn. Paul George can necessarily be the man again in the East. Like there's so many things that you can that that is going to happen in this guaranteed Lakers back to back almost that you just wait till next season. A lot of teams did that with, when it came to the Warriors. Do the same thing when it comes to this Lakers team. Not as great as those KD Warriors, but the odds of you beating the odds of you beating the Lakers right now extremely fucking slim. I don't care if it is KD and Kyrie. Slim as shit. Yeah. If you don't beat the Lakers, the odds you beating goddamn somehow Kawhi and them get to the fucking playoffs. Guess what? I mean, to the finals. Guess what? Very bad. Even though I think KD, and I will say what I need to say after I say this. I shouldn't say it last time, but after I say, like, the odds are stacked against them. You don't know where the fuck Russell is going to go. Because if you trade hard, you definitely get Westbrook out of there too because it's blow up time. Right, mm-hmm. get that money off your books. Think what you can do next. There's so much, but I will say this: I trust KD. Then at the end of the day, <laughs> and if anybody can take a team that's so focused on offense like this to a conference finals, maybe finals. I'm not gonna go all the way and say win a chip. It's KD. Just offer. I'm a top ten player of all time type situation, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's a dumb trade. I don't know why people think it's good. I guess our best of all knowledge is not just there yet, Chris. No, but, man. It's just niggas think it works on 2K. It's going to work. Even though that's banned. <laughs> you, you can't even, you can't even I, highlight I the team. I bet I could be any team with the Lakers. Because this is the thing, bro. And let, 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 uh, let's keep it real. Like, this is not a a situation and when you just look at it and, oh, bro, the points is going to come easy. You're going to have no paint. You're going to have no paint game whatsoever. The mid-range game going to be a little fluid unless it's KD. Kyrie so, got like, a good mid-range. What would you say? I said Kyrie got a good mid-range game. Bro, but Kyrie can get trapped. That's true. KD is the only one in, in a little bit of Harden can shoot with a hand in his face regardless of KD seven foot and Harden is creative. That's not Kyrie. Kyrie can score under the basket better than both of them, though. Yeah. So, like, I just don't see this on a on a consistent basis being able to beat teams that, that relies on defense. Lakers, a team that's crappy, Nuggets. The fucking a team that's – let's say it relies on defense – Boston with Marcus Smart at the helm, bro. Can disrupt that motherfucker. Boston as a whole, like, will probably frustrate them. And yeah. as much as I, I still believe in Boston, reg- I still I still heavily believe in Boston. I do too. I actually thought they should have been in the conference finals, but they I mean, were. not the conference finals, the um, the, the finals, finals, but just something just. The bubble happens. Damn, Anthony Bayo had a legendary block. Exactly. Then they saw Daniel Theus, and everybody else just had to lock, just play their man. 
That's literally what happened. <laughs> he saw Daniel Theus and all the other good players said, we're just going to play our man really well. That's literally what's the story of that series. But what's the uh, the other option for Harden, I think, makes the most sense is go to Philly. I don't think, I don't think, but you, the haul back from Philly is not worth it. Fuck you doing with an Al Horford contract. It isn't worth literally, because the thing is, Philly can make, make that move and somehow still keep, keep Ben Simmons. That's the nasty part. The best place you can stand harder right now is Miami. That is the best place you can stand harder. Yeah. Yeah, he's Miami. Yeah, I agree. But that will ruin Miami more than it will. Yeah, because I think I said it on Twitter, and somebody responded saying, "I some I said on Twitter like literally Jimmy Butler and Harden would be fun to watch, and not because on court because Jimmy's probably gonna cuss that nigga out, dribbling for 23 23 seconds of the shot clock, and then handing him the ball, be like nigga, what the fuck you want me to do?" Like, I don't think Harden is such a player when the team has to be built around him that what system works. You can send him to, to fucking Toronto, get that culture around him in the East. Shit will work better, you know what I'm saying? But that's still a that's still a long shot. Yeah, it is. It is. Like it's just. The Brooklyn thing just, it sounds so out of hand. It's just like, it sounds, it just sounds nice. But when you yeah. start putting legit, you think it through. And you also fact. to make Brooklyn a great team already, which is Cassavert, Jared Allen, Terry Prince. All them niggas, bro. Yep. And all you have to do is just add a, 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 a shooting guard who can play defense. Because Kyrie is not about to guard the best of. Uh, guard all these point guards. Can he cook? Who? I say he go. He's gonna get cooked. Yeah, he's gonna get cooked. That's what I'm saying. You find that you you try to find. That's why I said if you gonna make if you want to make a splash trade while still keeping your books ready for 2021, you get Drew Holiday because he's expiring contract. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you get Drew Holiday. He makes the most sense. You get hard, and it's like, well, f- let's just go ahead and make a my league team on 2K. But even then, yeah. if I see a James Harden Kyrie backcourt, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm probably one of them's probably gonna drop 35. But I damn sure know I'm I'm gonna create mismatches on defense and score on them consistently as well. Yep. Yeah. And I'm probably still going to win that game by 10. Because I took advantage of my mismatch. Chess in the perimeter. So it's like, hmm. Let's, let's use actual basketball logic. Let's be a smart front office here. You're the Brooklyn Nets. The last time you tried to create a big three of sort, it fucking failed. Yeah. Even though those were old washed up veterans. But instead of getting old, washed-up veterans, even though one has a bum Achilles, but you get three freaking toxic-ass veterans. 
that's my point. You 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 want to try to your only thing you need in Brooklyn is defense. You want somebody to the lessen the defensive load on a bad Achilles, KD, and Kyrie. Drew Holiday can be that guy. You can find some three and D guys, and still keep your cap space. Yeah. Plain and simple. Be smart. If James Harden really wants out, and like I like you said, I definitely agree. You're not going to get fair value for Harden. You're just not. He's a former MVP. He's still one of the best scorers in the league. And regardless, as much as his play, even though his playoff moments stink, he's been to a conference finals twice in the West, two, three times in the West. So Matt and like I don't and also it's smart of him to go east. It's smart as hell to want to go east because hmm the east is not as dominant. They already exposed Giannis to be you know not that guy who's supposed to dominate the east as he should, at least not now. Like like how LeBron had the east in, in on lock. It's for the taking. I can go to the East, put me on a team like Philly, Brooklyn, or whatever, or hell, even like I like the Raptors idea. That's really nice. Put me on one of those teams. We're going to the finals. Less of a fight, less of a war, and I have a better chance. Even though, yes, I'm probably going to get freaking uh, game five to hell by the Lakers, but you kind of have a better chance. Instead of going through the battle royal that the West is. Because literally your toughest matchup you might not go on to see until the Easter Conference Finals. So it's very smart and calculating to say, if I'm James Harden, let me go East. Because for one, you will automatically, arguably be the best player in the East. Automatically. Like, yes, Giannis is still there. Uh, Jimmy, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons is all still there. Jason Tatum. But you're fucking James Harden. Number one scorer in the league. Former MVP. Should have two. But, hey, I can go to the East and go to a legit team that's just missing a me. I could possibly take them to the finals. Cool. Like, it's smart. Like, it's very calculating. I like it. But. Brooklyn being his, him trying to force Brooklyn, I just don't like that because it's just not, it's not good for Brooklyn. It's just not fun to play with on 2K, but uh, nah, it's just no. Like in terms of just, I watched enough basketball to know that it's not going to work. It's just not. It's just not. But anything you want to add? It's, it's, it's not yeah, like, like Philly it has a better chance of working than it. That is just, do you want to be stuck with Tobias Harris and Al Horford's contracts? But you're the Rockets. It be that way sometimes. <laughs> and then now let's go to look at Westbrook, who probably his value, and we've been seeing the watch bombs and stuff saying he literally has little trade value right now because his contract is horrendous. It's hell. So. It's weird, man. 
Like it, it's it really sucks when we say this, but Westbrook really might be a fucking Nick. Yeah. It really sucks when you think about this. Westbrook really might be a Nick. <laughs> it's it's sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Unless, well, you're the Bucks. And Tyler brought this up to me, so I'm I, me. I, I'm not for it. But if you're the Bucks, you just missed out on Chris Paul. Do you think about trading Eric Bledsoe and a few other pieces for Russell Westbrook? No, I told Tyler don't do the same thing. But you might have to because uh, Rick Lopez looked like he was walking. No, that's Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez, the one that didn't take his. Yeah, that was Robin. Brooks signed the long-term deal last offseason. Oh, well, yeah, definitely gotta give. You can, you can have, you can work with with uh, that team, and 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 Harden. You get, you give Harden what the Bucks had. You can work with that. Well, minus Chris Middleton, I should say. Yeah. The funny thing is, if Harden and Giannis actually liked each other. Hey. That's gonna work. Hey. <laughs> but uh I don't think Harden is willing to set his pride to the side to uh see that flourish because if I'm the Bucks and the Rockets were to call me, I'm like, we'll take Harden. We would take him. <laughs> by Middleton, by Bledsoe, by Lopez. We're gonna make this shit work. And it's going to work. That's the funny thing. It will work. It will work. (laughs) But it's not going to happen because literally they don't like each other. At least I I think Harden doesn't like Giannis enough. So I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, But yeah, so Westbrook is really SOL. Like, he might be a Nick. He said he wants to go to the Hawks for some weird reason, but I'm like, bro, that's Trey Young's team. Atlanta Strip Clubs. He's ma- Westbrook is married happily Atlanta with kids. Okay. I think it's more for fashion. Atlanta? Atlanta is Atlanta's slowly, becoming a, Atlanta's slowly becoming a fashion capital. It's at least the black fashion capital. Let's put it that way. That's fucking black too. Yeah. So, like, it's 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 a nasty. What buddy doing? Oh, it's I just feel bad for Rice Brook G. I really do. Cause it it really seems like he's about to go to a really trash team. He's really probably about to be a Nick G. No, you say he want to be someone to be the fucking ball dominant player. Like that's what he say. He say he wants to be the floor general again. But like, that's why in a way I look at it. Like if the Rockets were to just say, let's just say they trade Harden. If 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 they were to flip Harden first, depending on what you get for Harden. If you're Westbrook and you see like, hmm, I'm gonna remain the ball dominant guy, would you consider staying? 
Ooh. Especially if you're Harden. I mean, if you're Westbrook. I just let's just say, let's just say the Rockets just say fuck it, because the Brooklyn deal is probably the best deal for them. You get a Karis Avert, you get a Spencer Dinwiddie, you get a Jared Allen on your team, and you still yeah. have Westbrook. Well, fuck it. You, and you, you keep all your money in the city in a nice fucking market. Yeah. If you if you do if you're Russell Westbrook, would you stay? I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I will stay. You're just you gonna be. Down the you a star. Fans gonna come see you play regardless. Exactly, and like arguably, you're still a very competitive team. You're just gonna be yeah. part of the the seventh, eighth seed hail gauntlet. You was already there. Shit, you already know that is. Yeah. So you don't care about. Yeah. So. It's a. He can average his triple doubles. He, he'll go back to average his triple doubles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the Rockets is the best thing I could say is just blow it up. It's just really, I I understand that why they probably really don't want to because you just want to see, you want to probably run it back this one time. You really do. But also, it's like, gee. If these mugs is gonna be unhappy, I'm not about to sit here and watch them lose games. Especially, it's disrespectful to the new coach because it's like, look, this dude wants to coach y'all, and y'all tell give him the middle finger. Especially a black man, like that's even worse. Dude, black. It's like, damn, like yeah, fuck you, nigga. Like, whoa, okay. So, <clears throat> like, if you the Rockets, it's like, I, to me personally. I'm, let me just get my assets back together. Because you got to factor in Daryl Morey kind of fucked them over probably in terms of draft capital. So they probably don't have much to offer anybody. So you, you want to try to get some picks. You want to try to get some youth in cap space as well. So I will at least try to... I, I'm at least trading one, but also I'm looking to see if I what I can get for both at the end of the day. My goal is if my goal as a new GM is like, hey, either I'm about to free up these books and get some youth and try to look for some future, or literally, I'm about to literally try to uh see if it, if it, I can make it work for one more season. If it don't work, I adios both of y'all niggas, especially you, Harden. Because it's just like, hey, it's just not working no more. Have fun over East, nigga. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything you want to add about the Rockets and what they should do? Wait it out. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if they waited out. Like, you just want to see. Like, you wait it out. At the very worst, you see what could happen during the trade deadline. One of them might go. You see from there. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Oh, that's really it in terms of NBA stuff. But um, in terms for uh, draft stuff, look, I'm going to keep it G real. I'm not the biggest fan of this draft class. <laughs> I've barely <laughs> done enough research. You said what? I coughed. Oh, okay. I thought you said something, but yeah, I I haven't literally. That cough is literally the definition of 
how I feel about this draft class. But uh, shout out to LaMelo. Looks like he's about to be number one. Uh, it's just whether he's going to be a bull, a warrior, or a timberwolf. So we'll see where that goes. Not going to uh, be a warrior. Most likely going to be a bull. Yeah, either it's more like gonna be a tem- he's gonna be the Timberwolves or the Bulls because I know the Bulls are trying to make that move. So if that happens, I wouldn't be mad. I would. Hey, a Lamelo Lamelo in Chicago that means more Levar Ball. So we'll see where that goes. Warriors is either keeping that pick or they getting James Wiseman. Okay, cool. After that, I don't give a damn. Even though Anthony Edwards is probably gonna be a solid uh, rookie, he's gonna get buckets, but after that, I really don't care. Early don't. So, oh, Westbrook could probably also go to the uh, Hornets. <laughs> like it, it's really bad for Westbrook. We joked last week saying that he's probably gonna retire if he gets sent to Cleveland. Retiring, but he's really probably gonna be on the trash team. G, it's really nasty. But uh, that's it for basketball. Did we miss anything? I'm trying to think right now because it felt like we fucking did. Uh, let me let me look at these headlines. Also, and the funny thing is, James Harden rejected a 103 year, 130 103 million dollar contract extension for two years. He would have been getting 50 million a year. The man rejected 50 million dollars. <laughs> the man rejected 50 million dollars. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. <laughs> we in the whole pandemic. And that nigga said no. I don't want no fifty million dollars. I make enough off Adidas, so I'm good. Hold on. Then a pandemic. We in a pandemic. I was looking for this. I had to play it. But bro, <laughs> that man really was out. Uh, let me see any other shit I see in. Uh, the Nets traded for some nigga named Bruce Brown, whatever, and the Blazers want Paul Millsap. Huh? I Paul Paul Millsap's thirty six. No, I don't know either that old, but that's a Blazers ass pickup. Okay, I pick up. You got dirt. Fuck you get a Paul Millsap for? Cause he can stretch the floor and also guard power the three through the five. No way, still gonna be an AC. Exactly, or out the playoffs. So, but yeah, so that's a Blazers ass thing, and I think that's really it. The Rosen did opt it in, so I don't blame him. Cause bro, you wasn't about to get more than twenty seven million dollars from nobody else. Don't forget. We're in a we're in a pandemic. Stay pandemic up, bro. That's gonna be the moral of this off season. We're really, niggas is gonna really try to keep their paper, bro. Pa- paper oh, and their money is gonna be a big thing. There we go. Now for that grenade, yeah. Yeah, but let's go ahead and go into wrestling. Uh, Survivor Series is this week, and but before we talk about Survivor Series. We got to talk about what happened in AEW this past week. And arguably, I call this one of the worst promos of 2020. I originally called it the worst um, 
promo among black wrestlers probably ever. But it be that way sometimes. Let me see. Brandy Rhodes promo. Shorty's name is Jade. I didn't know what that her name was Jade. Bitch swole as hell. But let's see here. So I'm about to play this shit. Because I want you people to understand that this shit was trash before we do a breakdown of why this promo was horrible. But it's also an example of why AEW is AEW and that I when I catch shit, it doesn't draw me. <gasps> So, thoughts, react. Shit was ass, bro. That's a, that's that's elite wrestling, man. That's that all elite wrestling, G. Look, man, this has been a really good year for black wrestlers, G. Really great year. Now I understand that if you're somebody like extra, our buddy. Y'all know you listening to this podcast. You hate black wrestlers. Specifically bald black wrestlers. But regardless how you may feel about the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley, even Apollo Crews and all of that. It's been a really great year for black wrestlers. Really solid year. Big E's getting a singles push. Uh, we literally are seeing literally black, black and minority wrestlers literally carry the show during COVID season. Literally. In every way possible. Doing a great job. Street Profits doing their thing. Hurt Business doing their thing. Even on Impact side of things, uh, what's my boy name? Uh, I can't think his name just slipped my head right now. But he's their world champion right now. Rich Swan. There we go. Great things. Great things for black wrestling. It's a, such a great year. So, we see Sasha Banks being the champion. Sasha Banks also been in her bag all year as well. So, we see such great things. The rise of Bianca Belair. Stuff like that. And AW in their creative circle said, Hmm, how can we capitalize on the fact that, hmm, they have a black champion, women's champion, on the other show. How we want to capitalize on that. Let's put. One black wrestler. And who I thought at first was a very swole Alicia Fox. I'm about to say when did they sign Alicia Fox. And when did she freaking get jacked. But I thought wrong. Shout out to Jade. I don't know what you do. But also in the midst of this. Hmm. We need to get our women shown more. How about our black women on top of it. Yo Brandy. 
Come on. What can we do? I'm going to talk. That's all? Yeah. I'm going to talk and call another black woman. This, look, I don't know. See, this is, see, look, this is a prime example where I feel like th I'm not, this is the example that Brandy Rhodes being married to a white man doesn't shock me because she comes off as that type of black woman. Once again, you're, you're very much a black woman. You just have a flat ass. Very flat. And that was another thing that threw me off. I was just like, you could tell like she reeks of lack of blackness because she has not much of an ass. But you can tell she hasn't been around black people besides her mama, her grandmama. Because no black woman probably in her age range uses the term heifer. Um, you have to be over the age of 45 for heifer to still be in your vocabulary as a black woman. Like, Daytra, I'm pretty sure if you used to ask your mother right now, does it... I'm, matter of fact, has she, have you heard her use the term heifer before? Yeah, but she used that term to, like, close family members. Sometimes they call each other heifers. Nigga, exactly. My mom. Yeah, my mom, who is over the age of 50 but she's really good for her age she will she will call women heifer still to this day it's an old term i expect out of older black women it just sounds better that way especially if if you're in 2020 over the age of 45 if you are if you hit if you turn 45 past the year of 2020 I don't expect you to use that term because you wasn't raised on that, honestly. So, and plus, I probably wouldn't take you serious. But just to how the, her approach, it just sounded so forced. It Man. sounded so unlike she like she doesn't naturally talk that way. She never talked that way in ever any promo ever. That does does not has been something she did. Exactly. Like I've seen her do shit with so that's when she would. So bad. Yeah, it's that like, was like you talking, you acting, but you acting in an in, 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 uh, ignorant fashion. Exactly, a very ignorant fashion, and the fact that AEW stands tried to cap, say that was great. No, it wasn't, because as a black man, that wasn't. I showed a situation I had called y'all white neck beers calling this another black beautiful woman ratchet. Exactly. In front of a bunch of wrestling neck beards. Ratchet. Like literally like that's like come on now. Like it's stuff that we've seen like Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair have not gone to such levels. No, never, haven't. But even then, if they if if we was to get a Bianca Belair Sasha Banks promo, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be nothing like that. It wouldn't. And it, if it do, it's gonna be very natural. Very. So it's like y'all niggas is capping for some shit that was some bullshit, G. 
It was some bullshit. Plain and simple. And I want you niggas to understand that. It was bullshit. And Cody should be ashamed to have his wife up there looking like that. Like, it, it, the other chick, Jade, looked like, yo, you fucking serious? <laughs> but hey, AEW, this is how you this is how you showcase your women, G. This is how you showcase your women. Not just your women, your black women. In the year of where black wrestlers have been winning. In various brands. This is this is what y'all do. But hey man, y'all got the most diverse wrestlers, wrestling company in the world. But uh all your champions is very white. You were your uh women's champions Japanese, but very white. Um I don't know if there's any black stars prominent on TV consistently, as far as I can tell, not really. Besides private party, but okay. So it's like, hmm, she's looking really ass over there. But hey, neckbeards love it though. Black wrestling fans who, and I'm gonna use this term, coons, rocking with it. And I guess Brandy Rhodes is cool with it as well. But hey, AEW, it's that elite shit. It's better than Vince McMahon's good shit. That's that elite shit. But, hey, let's go ahead. Uh, move on. Uh, this past week in wrestling, WWE-wise, not much really happened. I know right now, I really haven't been watching Raw. I've been having the Bears on. But I know uh, Drew and Randy are going to be fighting for the belt some point tonight. Probably on the main event. Drew did pop up on SmackDown uh, to fight uh, to not fight Drew. I mean, to fight... Uh, to pull up on Roman Reigns, kind of teasing that we might see that this Sunday. I like the, the teasing of it because a if it was to happen, I'd be all for it. But I kind of still want to see Randy versus Reigns as well. But which led to a good match between him and uh, Jay Uso. Really great match. It was a fun match. So shout out to that. Uh, SmackDown really doesn't still have they uh, they teams together as well and we're heading into survivor series in no time and uh what else anything else ha like major happens i know we recorded last week so we really need to talk about raw like that but nxt uh shotzi blackheart lost her tank so she's mad at candice LeRae. uh we're looking like we're getting eo shirai versus uh rare ripley that should be lit. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what else? Oh, oh, oh! How did I forget? Zelina Vega got uh, future endeavored. We gotta talk yeah. about that. So, uh, you want to go ahead and talk about that? Leave that. Oh, shit. That's. I'm the wrong person to talk to about that. I, uh, it's, it's it's all about this Twitch shit. And unionization of wrestling, which I hear no one is for, but people are for at the same time. We don't fuck about what Andrew Yang talks about. You fuck him. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, he, he's a grifter, a grifter, a grifter, whatever the fuck his name is called. One of them niggas. I'm going to fuck whatever he's talking about. 
Um, but no, it was about unionization. She got fired. She, she tweeted, I support unionization. She was trying to get in that sweet, sweet twist bag. People sometimes forget that this is a business because they get they know so deep into fucking wrestling that this is a business, yo, at the end of the day. End of the day. But no, the journalism on the wrestling side makes people think about that this is a a thing in which these people are gifted the chance to show their wonderful gymnastics through the hearts of millions and millions. Not it's just like any other cutthroat business, any other thing that that uh, that involves multiple players and, and things of that nature. Uh, if I look the unionization thing, bro, I don't know what that shit entails. If the wrestlers want it, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? But this is the thing. Like people go to the E and not and, and expect like that shit gonna be different from them. That's my thing. Like you, you, you work for the E. You see Rock. Did you think it was gonna be different for you? Mm. Now this twist shit is weird. You know, I don't know where this shit came from. I guess the E don't want these niggas making more money off of this shit, but I doubt if they could be able to touch, like the only person I think that's untouched with this situation is Austin Creed, because he is probably making more money off of his YouTube shit than he is off of his WWE contract at this point. Yeah, also, and also I think, I think he is part of his contract as well for him. But he's also a major star. Like they fuck up Austin Creed. You fucking with a lot of people backstage morale wise. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Everybody. So but this, like I said, this this Twitch shit is just weird and I think it's kind of like a none of our business type thing. But in the rest of the business, it's all of our business because we just can't sit down and watch the show. We got to look behind the scenes for all the, the shit that, you know, we need to know about because us as fans has to be so invested in a business, in a personal side of wrestlers. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, like I said, it's an unfortunate situation. I'm not about to look too deeply into it. And in the mo- the morale, I guess, way of looking at things or the – if, depending on what type of person you are, the well, I believe in freedom of whatever type of person. It's wrong. Yeah, you can sit there and tell me it's wrong. They bogus. They petty. Whatever. But also, they made told them you have what 30, 60 days. You can feel free to do whatever you please, but by that 60th day, shut that shit down or whatever. Figure it out. Do what you need to do. So. With that being said, you still are under contract to WWE. And if you don't give a damn about your contract, then that, then okay, what they decide to do because you decide to violate your contract, that's on you. You still have to honor your contract at the end of the day. Now, what I'm probably saying is very. Oh my God, that's so like what it is. But me, who is aspiring to be a business owner, if I sign Datro to a contract 
that strictly states, hey, my nigga, you can't do no podcast on another network and X, Y, and Z, or you're violating the terms of your contract, then guess what? If he was to go ahead and do, I don't mean like do a entirely his own personal podcast on another network, he's violating the contract and he got to go. I have the right to terminate said contract. It be that way. He can be a guest. Cool. But if he was to literally sit there and have the Day Trail show on RDC radio, he is violating the contract. Plain and simple. That's what it is. Zelina Vega decided to say my brand can be bigger than WWE. Okay, take your chance, beloved. Cool. But you, she has a, she had a contract. She decided not to honor it. WWE said, "Okay, we gotta make you an example. You're not Austin Creed. You're not AJ Styles. You're not Randy Orton. You can go. We already was trying to see what we can do something first with you, and clearly that wasn't working much. Bye. Bye. So it be that way sometimes." It's wrong. I, it's, is it wrong? Yeah, you can think of it. But at the end of the day, on the business side of things, it's business. It's like with the NFL when it comes to goddamn Josh Gordon. The nigga wants to keep smoking fucking weed all the time. Well, guess what, bro? You're going to get banished. It be that way. OJ Mayo and Tyreek Evans got fucking banned from the NBA. Because they did drugs that the NBA frowned upon. Yeah. Because they did not honor their contract. Plain and simple. It be that way sometimes. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But guess what? I wasn't like Zelina Vega without Andrade or even Angel Garza is like, okay, a yawn. She just looks nice. But if you just want to look at her because she looks nice, that's why they made Instagram, and that's why she made a damn OnlyFans. So, hey. But that's that. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Survivor Series preview. So, uh, as of right now, we got one, two, three, four, five, six matches for Survivor Series. Uh, Let's go ahead and look at this men's Survivor Series elimination match. Right now for Team Raw, it is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and we still don't know who to be determined is, but I think it's going to be Big E at this point. Uh, who do you have? Team uh, Raw. I'm going with Team SmackDown, especially to oh, add yeah. Big E. I'm kind of leaning towards uh team smackdown uh women's t- uh women's survivor series match team raw nia jack Shayna baszler i guess some point during the uh raw they changed they changed the team because it's nia jack Shayna baszler lana with lacey evans and Peyton royce versus bianca belair ruby riot Liv morgan and two people we don't know who's going to be you want to take a guess of who those two other people might be? Probably like Bailey or somebody. 
probably will be Bailey. And I guess Natalia just because because she's been struggling to get in. It, oh, yeah. Chelsea Green broke her arm or wrist again. And she was originally supposed to be part of the team. So uh, prayers to her. That's a that's an unfortunate ale, especially on your debut. So, but prayers for her. Uh, next up, mid-card title versus mid-card title. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh... I think Sami Zayn wins. I think Sami Zayn goes over. I wouldn't be mad if Bobby Lashley goes over, but especially if the Hurt Business gets involved. Uh, then we have the New Day versus the Street Profits. Black on black crime. I'm here for it. Uh, I won't be mad if if it's you can't go wrong with either one. This is, I think the Street Profits go over, though. Me as well. You I said what? Yeah, that's why I think the, that's why I think the Street Profits going to go over. Um, Then we have Asuka versus Sasha. You said what? New Day and Street Profits is a potential match. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Asuka versus Sasha. A party feel like this ends in a uh, uh, no contest. Yeah, somebody breaking in or some shit. Probably Charlotte. Yeah, this probably ends in a no contest. Uh, to protect both. Neither one, I think, gets harmed if they lose because it's literally, if someone it does get the pin, it's probably going to be Sasha. It's probably going to be Sasha here, but. If not, it's probably going to end in a no contest or no or some type of disqualification. And then, as of right now, is Randy versus uh, Roman still because I think Drew and Randy's fighting right now on Raw. Uh, regardless, Roman goes over. Neither one beats Roman. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Survivor Series for this week. I mean, this upcoming week. Excuse me, this upcoming weekend. Uh, Tyler, I'm pretty sure you're going to be listening. Make sure you pay your damn app. Because you always forget to pay whenever uh, Vince McMahon wants his pay-per-view money. So make sure you pay that $10. If you haven't, and this to all our listeners, make sure you pay Vince McMahon his $10, G, because he wants that $10. So make sure he gets his paid. Uh, I think that's it for today. Nothing else to really talk about. We glad you guys listened. We glad you guys uh, supporting the brand through and through. Be on the lookout for many more teams, YouTube, all that other stuff. We're on the way. We do have merch. Once again, we have merch. You tweaking media logo tees, cop a logo tee, cop a logo hoodie, cop a freaking face mask. We got women's sizes. We got toddler sizes. We got kid sizes. We got the shit for your dog, my nigga. Let your dog be swagged out and you tweaking media again, my nigga. And if you do want uh, show-specific uh, merch, we will be working on that as well as DC works on logos. So that will definitely be coming. So be on the lookout for that as well. 
Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at threes from the ring at threes from the ring. One word, three S from the ring. Uh, and whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we are on there. Hit that follow button if you want to rate, subscribe. I mean, rate and comment. Do that. Let us know what you think. It'd be greatly appreciated. Join in on the conversation. You know the vibes. But we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Peace, man.